All right, we're on. Hey guys, welcome back to What a Time. Hey y'all, how y'all doing out there? Um, in fashion with the rest of the year, we're starting with some rest in pieces. Yeah, that's all too common. Um, beginning with Suzanne Douglas, rest in peace. If you don't know the name, you certainly know the face and you've seen her in some of your favorite things. She was in Jason's Lyric, The Inkwell, How Stella Got Her Groove Back. Um, she was the mother figure in Parenthood. If you a real one, you remember her as Nikki's sister in the Parkers. <laughs> yeah, that that too. <laughs> and more recently, she did um, When They See Us. Yeah, that's right. Um, she also had a, one of my favorite guest stars um, on the Cosby show. Um, she played uh, a teacher. She played Olivia's teacher or something. No, she was Denise's friend. And Denise, it's coming to me. Oh, yeah, 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 Denise yeah, yeah, wanted yeah, yeah. to be a teacher after, yeah, after uh, they met. And she was like imitating children, trying to get her to understand how difficult it would be to, to be teaching young children. It was really cute. Well, sure you do. I mean, the other kids are not going to think you're as smart as they are. I'm going to tell my mama you call me dumb. No, I didn't call you dumb. You're going to get fired. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> really good. Um, but a really seasoned, you know, uh, sounding and looking actress. Right, um, that's my thoughts too. It. She just looks so regal yeah. and classy yeah. and intelligent, like perfect mother figure for 90s TV. So, yeah. And I was just talking about how Reagan was giving her her flowers on Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm sure that hit her differently because literally weeks ago she was giving her praise and giving her flowers and reminding us um, how much of a true gem she is in this world. And yeah, big loss. Rest in peace. Absolutely. And another one, um, Charlie Robinson. If you guys remember Night Court, which I don't I don't think we have that many people in our audience who might remember that show. Right. Unless uh, you was at your granny house a lot. Yeah, maybe yeah. maybe you picked up on it then. Yeah. But um, I definitely remember the fact that it existed mm-hmm. and I recognized his face from it. But, you know, of course, he went on to to do more work in uh, black entertainment after night school. You might know him from Set It Off or... Hell yeah. Uh, um, that episode of Fresh Prince. Yeah, the episode where he was Will trying to bribe yes, uh, yeah. the money. He played Michael Kyle's dad. And Jason Pitt's father. And Jason later. Pitt's yeah, dad. Yeah, yeah. So he's one of those faces you that always pops up in mm-hmm. all of your favorite shows, everything. You name it, he probably did an episode or two or yes, three. Yes, in meme culture, I don't know if you guys ever seen, there's a, there's a popular meme, like a gif uh, of his cameo in How I Met Your Mother. Where he looks and he goes, that's a penis. <laughs> it's hilarious. If you look up how I met your mother, is that a penis gift? That's Charlie Robinson. And it's, it's a hilarious meme. So, um, But rest in peace to Charlie Robinson. So uh, on to some more fun things. Drums, please. Maybe? Oh, yeah. Drums, please. Let's do that. Drums, please. Drums, please. Man, what a time. You've got mail. Eat to the you can't scared to leave this stupid. Oh! Thanks for coming out tonight. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with me. I appreciate that. Hello, Moto. Yeah, shifting gears to some more, you know, better things going on. Uh, TLC is touring this fall. 
Really? I did not know that. In celebration of Crazy Sexy Cool, um, they will be touring with Bone Thugs and Harmony and maybe some more special guests. Um, Is it a big anniversary for Crazy Sexy Cool? Isn't it like 94? It's not, which makes it a little bit strange because it came out, I think, in 94, 94 which right. means 2019 would have been the celebration. Right, 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 right. However, I think they were on another tour at the time. Fair enough. And I mean, also, that was last year, technically, right? So how could they have? It was last year. Yeah, so they couldn't have done anything. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm guessing, like, because of timing and what was going on at that point, they couldn't really give... A real yeah, 25th yeah. anniversary. I mean, I'm sure there's many reasons, but here they are now. I guess 27 years later. I mean, hey, who who's going to um, shoot them down? Who who doesn't exactly. want to see TLC, right? Might as well make it happen. And it is like one of their most important albums, so it deserves the celebration. It's the only one that's diamond, so yeah, you're right about that. That's for sure. They're going with Bone Thugs and Harmony, too. That sounds Which interesting. Is, right? That's an interesting combo. I, I Hey. Go for it. I miss my Uncle Charles, y'all. For real. <laughs> so um, if you're into that, look up, you know, when they'll be coming to a city near you. Check that out. Dope, dope. All right, nextly. Um, so there's been these clips going around of Brandy and Eve and Aturi Naughton. Have you seen that? Um, the, no, I haven't. Actually. You haven't? No. Well, they're working on a pilot called Queens um, for ABC. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? I saw a, um, a teaser, but it was like a couple of seconds, and I knew it existed. That's, ba- that's all I got, though. Yeah, let's see. I'm going to read the deadline right up about what this is supposed to be, at, be about. Um, four estranged and out-of-touch women in their 40s reunite for a chance to recapture their fame and regain the swagger they had as... The Nasty Bitches, their 90s group that made them legends in the hip-hop world. Oh. Interesting, right? An interesting combo of people. Some of I like the combo. I just, that synopsis was strange. Right? So I (laughs) guess, like, these girls used to be in a music group, and for whatever reason, they decide to come back together. Hmm. Whatever's going to come from that, I don't know, but... I mean, it's definitely a nice... You know, uh, spin. I mean, somebody should have written about girl groups getting back together and the reboot like culture yeah. in general. Girl, Girls Five Ever is kind of you know a spoof on reboot culture. You yeah. know, but that's probably like for like a white girl group. This is kind of, I guess, countering that. Yeah, yeah. there's a fourth girl, but I don't think she's a household name like that. Um, and Nasty Bitches is just an interesting group name. That's what yeah. really caught my eye. Um, I don't know if that would have flown like that if it, as an actual group. Nasty like, bitches. I don't. I mean, I, I think it would have been in the '90s. It could have been something <laughs> that was scandalous, but I don't know if it would have been that overtly like nasty bitches. It's a little <laughs> like on the nose, right? right? Yeah. Um, but it just reminded me of the other show that was supposed to be on ABC that they were pitching for a pilot with Essence. It was kind of the same synopsis, just they weren't a oh, music. Oh, a reunion situation. It was a reunion with situation. With Tisha Campbell. And yes, Ty- we haven't seen each other yeah. in years, and we're coming back together, and we're out of touch, and trying to figure this whole life thing out. It, it's kind of similar. So I'm yeah. wondering if that had something to do with with why they didn't keep both shows on. Yes. Yeah. It's funny. It's. I mean, I think it's kind of interesting that they that they would think that this had the appropriate star power versus that. I'm not saying it does or doesn't. It's just kind of two sides of a different coin. Like Tisha Campbell, Essence Atkins, Taj Maori are legends in 
one black right, and yeah. then Brandy, even Victoria Naughton are legends in a whole nother black right. right. Some crossover so, legends, like from music to acting. Yeah, like, I find that very interesting. Though I will say, I, I mean, I, I, as far as acting is concerned, if we were to rank these people, it would probably go Brandy, Natori, Eve. I don't. It doesn't matter. Um, but <laughs> I'm looking forward to it for okay. sure. Yeah, I'm going to check that out. So we do have a couple 20th anniversary album celebrations, starting with Foxy Brown's Broken Silence, which is actually her last album. Mm. She hasn't made an album yeah, since, that's right. that's which, right. is, which I find really crazy. I didn't realize Foxy Brown stopped that soon. I mean, I, I don't really truly know her backstory as to like why that happened that way, but it does... She is one of those legends in people's, like, in some people's... She's, like, the girl. Yes, the my, girls loved Foxy Brown. My New York, New York, New York friends are yeah. all big, big Foxy Brown fans. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, she was going deaf or something. I didn't know how soon or how long ago that happened, but I do think she was having some hearing issues. What's the name of this album? Broken Silence. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Anywho, okay, so so the first single was Oh Yeah, which I didn't remember off the top of my head, but when I played it, I was like, oh yeah, I remember this shit. Foxy Brown, she had a flow for sure, like... She had that New York shit that I love in rap music. Yeah, very um much. I don't know if I used the word predecessor correctly. Is that before or after? Before. Before. Pre. pre yeah, pre, right, pre, right, pre. right, right. But I feel like for some reason I've been told otherwise at some point. It's fucked me up for years. Anyway, good predecessor for Remy Ma. Yes. <laughs> Great predecessor for Remy Ma. Um, the second single was... Candy with Khalees, produced by Neptunes, and you remember that one. It's just like candy. candy. Yeah, that so was on a commercial. That made a commercial. It had huge like commercial, commercial success. Yeah, it was in commercials <laughs> and such. <laughs> I mean, to the point where I think it's like Apple or something. I want to say it was on a soundtrack too. I can't remember specifically. Oh. I can see a white girl walking down the street. <laughs> Not a white with a, girl. With a shopping bag or something. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like but I can hear it. The interesting thing is she didn't really want to make this a single. Like, there's no video for it or anything. It just became popular off of radio play. Like, I think maybe the label pushed it as a single, but she wasn't really into it. She wanted something else to be the single. You know, But the song was popular, so it charted and everything just off of radio play. That's a, a extremely lost art. Um Having a like a B side make it they make their way to radio yeah. because it's just that hot. Like that doesn't extremely happen. That doesn't, yeah. but I think it used to happen a lot more because DJs could play whatever they wanted to during that, that lunch hour almost all the time mm-hmm. without like payola stuff. So they would spin records that they were like, I'm fucking yeah, with this. Yeah, like I'm feeling Yeah, this. and then people would like be like, Can you play that song I heard at mm-hmm. like twelve forty five? Pump it or dump it. Exactly. And then for you know it, like the songs that were not the singles become the singles. Yeah. So yeah, that's a that's a true lost art. Yeah, some of our favorite songs don't have a video because it was never intended to be singles. Like some of our favorite Brandy songs like Angel in Disguise, Mm -hmm. just popularity. That's it. We love to see it, though. Shifting genres completely. Not completely. (laughs) If you ask Justin Timberlake, this is completely all genre, he's going to be like, no, no, this is very... 
close to that. NSYNC Celebrity album came out 20 years ago. This song was this album was full of noises. Full of noises, beatboxes, and shit like that. So, you know, maybe it is a little hip-hop. Maybe it is. I mean, if you ever wonder why this music gets you high, they'll tell you why. Dirty pop. Oh my god. This <laughs> that song is trash now. Oh my god. So, that song is so insane. <laughs> I mean, who on earth? This song sounds like a uh, a soda commercial. It does. The whole thing just sounds like a soda commercial. Just you trapped in a soda commercial for <laughs> oh my four god. minutes. <laughs> and the production is so, so bad. Like, how many noises? I mean, not bad in the sense that it's like it didn't sound good in its time. But it's like, it's like American, it's like he decided to sing over the American Idol uh, instrumental in between the frames. <laughs> oh, but they they had something with Gone, though. Uh, this, is one, this is one of my songs, right? This is a karaoke jammy for me right here. Okay, so I, slow it down for me. I have bought, brought this out at karaoke once or twice. They sang that one now. Y'all gone. They sang down. They gone. <laughs> he was really doing his best Michael Jackson impression in this <laughs> motherfucker right here. Y'all gone. Girl, you gone. All of that is I Michael. I love it. All of that is Michael. But yeah, I, I was super curious as to, to who may have penned this. Because in my head, it sounds like an R&B song that they sold to them. Mm -hmm. And I never really decided to look into it. Um, Did you find something out? It's, uh... No, it's two white people that wrote this song and produced this song. Okay. Well, good for them. Good. <laughs> they they did, fucking nailed they it. Did, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and lastly, Girlfriends. Would you be my girlfriend? You know, they, they, this was an album. This was a time. It was, it was a time. Happy 20 years to Celebrity by NSYNC. Yes, indeed. Moving on to our main event once again. We're taking it to Mary J. Blige, Queen of Hip Hop, So. That's right. And we're starting with this, this single that's on uh, Wyclef's album, correct? Yes, this was a feature between <laughs> her albums. I um I haven't seen Days This Sad since this came out. <laughs> I really haven't. This is the kind of love that your mom should warn you about. Man, um, I took that song quite literally at 10, 11 years old. I thought they were literally having a heart attack. Yeah, I, I think I, I think I, I thought, thought niggas was dying for real, think, and this is just about being in love, I guess. Yeah, I think I thought that heartbreak did lead to this. Actually, if it was yes. bad enough, I think that's what I was looking at. This I thought is I was heartbreak. At, they yeah. kill your ass. Yeah, I was Literally. like, this is crazy. Like, Wyclef and Mary should have never gotten together if it was going to be this bad, man. <laughs> this is like um, the vibe of turn your lights down low. So you want to hear that, and you want to hear Wyclef's song with um, 
Claudette. See, I feel like two yeah. wrongs. Two wrongs. Two wrongs fits better with um, turn your lights down. This is a little dramatic. I think this would kill a vibe. It's just the same. It's just the same kind of vibe, like the the guitar strings. The, oh, yeah, the, the production du- is definitely the duets. there. Yeah, but I've, this would interrupt my vibe if, for some reason, I was listening to Nothing Even Matters and Two Wrongs. I would come into this and be like, I would feel concerned. Unfortunately, <laughs> it sounds more like a siren or call for help than anything else for me. But yo, it is definitely got that production that he was kind of like mastering at the time you know and Wyclef was the guitar guy yo Wyclef was huge at this time hell yeah humongous I mean you seen how badly um Dylan wanted to work with him he wanted to work with Wyclef more than anybody I feel it though he wanted to work with Wyclef more than he wanted to work with Puff well yeah yeah it probably makes sense that she did he was giving them a hard ass time But I mean, that's a direct quote. I don't, the fact that I even know, like, I guarantee you that it's a direct quote from that episode. Dylan says, No disrespect, I wanted to work with Wyclef more, more than I wanted to work with Puff. I remember that. It's in, etched in my brain. It's also the part that they gave Chappelle to use for that sketch. That's right, Wyclef, playboy. So, yeah, I can't ever forget that. Um, stepping back into her albums, No More Drama, 2001. She came with a motherfucking banger for the 2000s. Yeah, this this was this set the world ablaze okay. actually. This might be this is like a crazy in love kind of hit right here. Dr. Dre. Let's get it from Capona fun upon up in this dancery. We got y'all open now, you float so you got to dance for me. Don't need no hateration, holleration in this dance soiree. That's what we wanted to talk about for a second. Vance Soiree. This has come up on the podcast before, but you would have to literally be somebody who was around in 2017 to have remembered that. But I don't think so. It felt I like it was we, forever ago. It wasn't. Okay, maybe not. Maybe not. Um, but Her first Billboard number one. Yes. Yes, her first Billboard number one, Dr. Dre on the beat, and the word Soiree being pronounced as Suri. Suri. Yeah. Yes. I, that's a mashup. Okay? It is a mashup. I don't mashup. care if it's a mistake on purpose. Yeah. It's so funny. It. Michael Shea brought this up on the internet some years ago, and it turned, like, it set the internet ablaze. He was like, yo, let's dance for it. And everybody was like, get the fuck out of here. We would have so been much- saying D-A-N-C-E-R-I-E this entire time. Dancery. That's what she's saying, though. That is what she's Ultimately, saying. Ultimately, she ain't breaking the words apart and saying dance for it. Webster's, you guys added a bunch of cool shit last year. I think for Mary, one good time, we should go ahead and add dancery to the to the dancery. Add dancery Agreed. to the dictionary. Let's make sure the lyric says dancery. Mary J. Blige is the reason why we say dancery. It's yes. a club. It's a, a metaphor for want, a club. A place you want to dance. A place you want to dance with no hateration or holleration. She she had the vocab going. Holleration. This is also a phenomenal idea for a club name. <laughs> I just threw my head. What? I would go to the dancery. We going to dancery. I would be there so fast. Yes. I love this idea. But anyway, uh, she has more songs on that album that we should touch on. I'm I sorry. guess we should. Um, <laughs> speaking of dance, more dance. Dance for Me, which was a song with, with Common. And I want to mention this because what? this is another trend that was going on at the time where artists had a market in other countries. Mm, right, right, so right, right. they didn't release this in the U.S. I think it was like a U.K. hit or something. I find that interesting because this comes up a lot as well where 
these singles come up and it's like, hmm, I never really knew that song and mm-hmm. I've never seen the video. And it's because it didn't have a U.S. release. Yeah, it yeah, it sounds like a, a weird combo for me. A dance song featuring Common. Not really something that I it see does people. Not, yeah, yeah, it's not the <laughs> space you're in know, listening to Common. Not at all. Because, I mean, once he brings the choir and John Legend out, it's going to kind of kill the vibe. <laughs> um, And then No More Drama. Oh, I got to drop this. God. Because it uses the Young and the Restless uh, theme song. Yeah, track, so technically so. that is the sample. Yeah. I did not know it actually that. actually is. I, I thought that it was just it's, like very similar, you know? No, it literally is. Huh, that's crazy. Well, let's drop that. Make me hurt again. Wanna speak my mind. Wanna speak my mind. I was going the fuck through it in twenty in two thousand one. I don't know twenty oh one. I don't know what drama I had in my life, but I wanted it to be over. Okay? Like this was released on nine eleven. Yeah. How interesting is that? Um, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis on it. Makes perfect sense. It definitely's got the judge. But I used to be in the living room singing the fuck out of this song. I'll be honest with you, you're not really alone. I think everybody was feeling this no kind of really dramatically at the, the time. Yeah. I remember, I remember really like being into this shit too. Like, man, I just really, I, I mean, just, it was a rough time. It was a really rough time. Um, I think we were all going through it, or at least we thought we was, because that's how Mary makes you feel. Like, you just be feeling her pain. She wanted this shit to be over, and so do I. <laughs> You ain't never lied. Um, and as a follow-up to that, there was Rainy Days, which was written as a 9-11 tribute. Mom for me. I love that song, actually. We were living so crazy and sexy and cool, and we, we began, began to, to love it. it. Watching all uh-huh. the pain, heartache and pain of the world and thinking nothing, nothing of it. Now, Greg, you know I got love for you, and I know no, that, that you, you got, got me, baby. baby. But every time this... Sun shines bright, it gets so cloudy, oh. God, and it's yeah. still. Yeah, but I mean, uh, rainy days, fire, great collab. Ja Rule in his prime. Rule, baby. This was a song I remember vividly on a, mi- uh, a mixed CD I had. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, there's, you know those songs that come up, but you just automatically remember it was on a mixed CD. Absolutely. That's I, that's one for me. I also really never forgive this period of time for conscientiously misspelling things for the sake of hip hop. Rainy I days really, with the Z. Oh my god! <laughs> like it's aging so poorly. Trying to figure out what some of these songs were whenever you're like going through your libraries. Like you know, how often I type in H E R R E for hot in here, and I find I just have hot in here and like what. How is it spelled? H-E-R-R-E. Two R's. Two R's, which is great for the time, but is, in hindsight, it's just... I would think that he would have spelled it H-U-R-R, hot and her. We hadn't graduated to the H-U yet. Okay. He was doing H-U. I mean, that was the beginning of her, really. We hadn't even had a her. Okay, because <laughs> we was like... Nelly is the first her. He the first her? He's the first her. So we can solidify mm-hmm. him. Because you know how all that black shit, we don't yeah. know where it started. We don't listen. I'm telling Nelly you. Nelly popularized her. her. He's the first horror. 
Yes. I, and I, I can and agree then to that. and then he passed on the torch to Chingy and made him a thorough. Um, Mary did end up winning a Grammy Award for a song off this album, He Think I Don't Know, for Best Female R&B Vocal Performance. Love the title of his song. He Think I Don't Know. Yep, straight to the point. <laughs> I wonder what that song's about. <laughs> um, next album being Love and Life in 2003, which for me felt like, the thing about Mary J. Blige is everything feels like a rebirth. Every album. That's kind of true. Literally every album from my life, you know, talking about her depression and, mm -hmm. you know, wanting it to be over to no more drama and like love and life You're absolutely was a right. brand new energy for her. With this first single, I remember another one. I remember on a mix CD, but I also own this album. But this is an underrated song. And she reunites with our homie, the M-E-T, H-O-D, man. Hello. I see you, Mary. I like this right here. You ready? Could this be love? I think this might be her getting back to working with Diddy again, too, possibly. Yeah. I'll have to fact check that, but I think they um, parted ways, at least in the industry. And uh, this was them coming back together as well. And it's just a good-ass vibe. And I just feel like we don't talk about this song enough. But it is definitely one of those songs you put on the summer playlist. I love that Wu-Tang, um, like, sound. Like, it's got, they, they gave it Wu-Tang's energy that don't, that even though the instrumental, it's very Wu-Tang. Um, and honestly, it's one of the one of the few times that Bad Boy and Wu Tang have a crossover. Maybe the last time because before this, all we ever heard really was Fantasy Remix. Yes, there's not a lot of Wu Tang Bad Boy stuff, but I think that's something that made me very happy as a child is seeing Diddy working with ODB in general because it was like this is like two sides of New York, yeah, two different two sides different of the corner for sure. Completely. Um, and then there was Ooh, which you might not remember off the title, but if you hear it. Man, maybe Mary's problem is that everybody that she dates becomes everything to her. Like, <laughs> you might need to hmm. be... Evaluate that. Be a little less of, you know, <laughs> everything is cool. I mean, it's nice to have somebody, like, make your life really, like, full. But maybe have something before the nigga get there so he don't have air. You don't take all the... Everything. Fill all the voids. <laughs> Jeez. Um, next up, not today. The Blonde Bombshells link up. Mary Yo, J. they were Evie. both blonde. Mary J and Evie for not today. Was that presented that way? Ever? Probably not, but that's what wow. sticks out in my head. You would have been a great video DJ host. You've been great. You and AJ would have been great. Sita. You've you been a great Sita. Uh, You've been great on uh, TRL. You could have done any of that shit. That, speaking of Sita, though, speaking of Sita, mm -hmm. let me interrupt this for one second and say, I don't know what the hell going on on the encore. At this point, they just fighting because they woke up that morning. Mm -hmm. Like, they just waking up and choosing violence every single day. So that's all I got for the recap of encore. Yeah, I noticed, actually, <laughs> because uh, I did a promo and I chopped up a whole episode to get the clips. And I was like, 
haven't seen a lot of work being done in this show. Even worse, so. this last episode from last week, like, literally, there was nothing to fight about. They just found something. Like, they just be waking up, choosing violence. Like, but you know, I'm unhappy. Kudos to BET for bringing back a little little summer hit, you know? Like, they used to hold us over during the summer. We were in our summer camps right. and summer schools College watching Hill. drama at night. College Hill drama. Yeah. It's bringing that whole vibe back. Yeah. I think that's a, the the What they're going for. It. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my weekly recap of BET's Encore. Um, back to the subject, though. Mm-hmm. Not Today was the, like, big track of Barbershop 2. Yes, it Which was. works out perfectly because we know Eve is a part of that. And I really miss that. I've said it before. I want an artist to have a big soundtrack song in this era and have clips from the movie in their video. Bring that back for When's the one time. When's the last time. time you can think of that actually having happened, like in a big way? I, I don't, I don't know. I'll be completely wrong, so I don't know. The big, the last really big hit that I remember having clips from the movie was that Khalifa song dedicated to, to Paul, Paul Walker. Walker. Yeah. I don't remember the music video. He, I don't so. remember the song either, but it it's was popular. Been a long yes. Day. Without you, my friend. Yeah. But, but the question is, did the video have the movie in it? It had clips of Paul Walker in it, I think. I, I had to spin the video for something, but it's been, you know, seven years, eight years, something like that. Okay. Um, the next single was Whenever I Say Your Name, which was a duet with Sting, and it won Best Pop Collaboration with Vocals at the Grammys that year. And last but not least, it's a rap. Mm-hmm. Was that the last song on that on that album? That's the last single. But it's not the last song on the album, and I don't like that. That should definitely have been the last song on the album. I would love to see It's a Rap it's at, a the end of the- <laughs> at the end of the album. <laughs> it's track number 14, and it's an interlude after that. Oh, my God. See, this is Fumble. see she acting just like them preachers who be acting like they about to leave at the end of the sermon. Like, it would be an extra hour. Yep. You know what? You might have just said something. I don't like that. Slowing up my place in Golden Corral. You came home late last night, you smelled just like the scent of her. Not only that, but you had lipstick all over your shirt. I, I'm trying to, did you ask me to play it because you knew I was going to be like, no. what the fuck is wrong I'm with you? I'm tired of niggas cheating. Golly, like what the hell? How many times we got to get cheated on? I mean, this is just not worth it. Like, golly, I mean, I said it the last episode, like. Maybe you need to have some career years. You need to focus on you. For real. Get a hobby, lady. Because it is Shit. not. Because, you know, at this point, and I, I love Mary J. Blige, but it's her. It got to be. <laughs> it, it, it's no choice but to be her. You got to take account. Her last album of history should be called Love and Accountability. Well, the interesting thing is I was watching the video and throughout the whole video, I was like, they are overacting, like the policeman that was in it, the girl that he was cheating with overacting. Blair Underwood is the lead man in here. Oh, no. He overacted, Mary J overreacting, and I'm just like, what? what is going on? You know what the kicker was? What is that? At the end, you find out the whole video is a movie, and they're at the premiere. Mind-blowing You shit know, it's right crazy, there. too, because I was about to interrupt and say, so it turns out Mary J. Blige did absolutely lie on her last album, No More Drama, but wait, the drama continues. It continues, my nigga. But, but, it was a movie, so it doesn't count. 
Yeah, I was like, okay. It's all good. I see what you did there. I see what you did. It's all good. That's, I mean, that's married for you. So getting back to the point I made earlier, every album feels like a rebirth. Mm -hmm. And the breakthrough in 2005 is no different. This one right here went the distance. This was, this album right here did the numbers. Mary was in love and we were just so happy for her. We were reeling in it and the music was great. But she started off with MJB, the MVP, in which she rapped over that G-Unit beat, Hate It or Love It. Mm -hmm. You remember that? Hate It or Love It. She was not lying. Oh, yeah, I'm already... the sole MVP and I ain't going nowhere so you could get to know me. Okay. No, no, I ain't going nowhere because you already know me. Because you already, you already know, know who this is. Okay. This is dance float. This is dancery Mary J. Blige. Okay. okay. Brooklyn in the building. So that was like a fun little thing i don't know what that was about but i love it i love that track i love that beat i always have i'm gonna shine and i'm gonna shine this is that same vibe from when beyonce did sexy little thug which was a remake to 50 cents in the club did not know that existed you don't remember that honestly do you want to expose me because i do i will pass judgment what you mean? Like, if it's corny, you know you're going to hear about it. Well, first of all, it's early 2000s, so it's definitely with the time, but it's an underground Beyonce cult fan classic. I can't wait. Send you, me that shit. Yeah, make sure you listen to that later and maybe put it up in here because it's it's hilarious. Text me your title password so I can listen to it. I don't need nothing. I don't want to be disturbed. Um, and then the larger than life single of all singles, ballads of all ballads. This broke whatever the what we was using at the time. This broke the it broke, it. it broke the stuff. It did. It's so true that yes. we've been through it. Yes. We got rush. Yes. See, baby, we've been too strong for too long. And I can't be without you, baby. And I'll be waiting up until you get home. Cause I can't sleep without you, baby. Just how I feel. Too hard to fake it. No one can escape it. Come, mm, mm. I don't know the words call right there. Call the radio. Oh, call the radio if you just can't be without you, baby. Hey, hey, If that's too much for Zuri, I can guarantee yeah. it's too much for the audience. I, I have my niece with me, and she just looked at me like, boy. <laughs> Leave that to somebody I else. K-Y-F-L. <laughs> um, I know this song is on top of everybody's best songs of all time list. Billboard and what's it called? Uh, 
Rock and Roll Hall of Fame oh, yeah, and shit. Yeah, all of them yeah. list. VH1's yeah. top 100 yeah. songs of the past 20 years. All of that yeah. shit. You know it's topping well, that. Ma- Mary's got three ground-shaking hits on her at least. That between Real Love, This, and Family Affair. They shook the earth a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Okay. Um, I love Take Me As I Am or Have None. That's on this. all. Um, other singles included Enough Crying and One. And last but not least, Take Me As I Am. So take me as I am. I'm out for presidents to represent me. Get Get money, money. I'm out for presidents to represent me. Okay, yeah, no, but I love that song. Both of them, all of them. Anything that sampled that, I love. It has kind of the same message as Deep Inside from one of her earlier albums. I was going to say the exact same thing. Get the words out my mouth. Zuri was going to say the exact same thing. Hey, y'all, we recording with the kids, so if you hear her, just just know she's the cutest thing in the world. She's two, so like kid is an understatement. This is a baby. <laughs> it's a baby, baby. Um, but that's the other thing I really love about Mary is how she does take those hip-hop beats and make it so soulful and R&B slows it down. She did that a lot, and I love that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Definitely the queen of hip-hop R&B. Like, I mean, another, rightfully. Another way to stamp it, because like I said, with this being another sample, something that was done in hip-hop, She's done that several times over. Yeah, she got that title so early in her career and kept that shit up. Okay? For sure, for sure. Um, So, again, this is a dedication to Mary J. Blige. She's one of our favorites. This isn't all the hits, because think no. about Just Fine. That's later on. <sighs> fine. I won't change my life. My life's just fine. <laughs> She broke it down. You like that song. Nobody else we know likes that song. Just fine? Yes. Really? Zuri don't like it. I feel like all middle-aged women do. Wow. And that matters. It does. I do I love middle-aged women. when this came women. out for them, this was huge. This was definitely um, thigh-high boot. Music. Couture music. Shout out to the boot game, too. Thigh-high boot Shout couture. Shout out to the boot game. Mary J. Blige is dancing. She has our favorite auntie vibes in the world. Yeah. Um. So... We really appreciate all that she's done in music and continues to do. She's a beautiful soul who's been through so much and has so much to offer us in hope and getting through your dark times. She's still here. She's still here. And she, she'll tell you how hard that's been for her. And she still gives us music and an inside look to her life. And she's just so pleasant. And I'm really sad that she's not interested in doing verses. I'm really sad about that. But it's her prerogative, I guess. Mm. So I'll accept, I guess. But I would love to see her on that platform just giving us the hits and having a good time. But This is like the narrative of somebody with an epic journey and all their hurdles happen to be men. (laughs) I mean... Literally, it's take men out, and I feel like, you know, a lot of things would have been different. I mean, think about the, the, the title of the albums would be different. It would have been called um, Drama. Because she ain't had in her life already. She wouldn't have had to need some. Um, life. They need to be loving life, because, I mean, who cares? That's cool. Just you know, um, she would have nothing to break through, break in. She'd be breaking into something for the first time, because she ain't had no, no, no niggas slowing her up. 
Uh, but <laughs> I love Mary J. Blige. Like, really do. Like, I'm a, I'm part of Mary Hive. Blige Mary Hive. Hive. If, and if you're not, what's wrong with you? For real. Like, it's, it's hard to not be. Moving on to movies? I do have one movie to bring up for this episode. And that is Legally Blonde. Young Reese with a spoon. Young Reese. Um, she have gave... you ever seen Reese without her spoon? No, I'm kidding. I don't know what that means. <laughs> um, this, this movie is 20 years old. And it is a pop culture cult classic. The looks, the bend and snap. Um, just a f- so of the time and so classic. So you know the story. She's this Elle Woods. She's she's like a valley girl. She's a valley very girl. rich valley girl, but she's yes. going to at Harvard. So she does something law. She goes to law school yeah. to get her man back. Like he breaks right. up. Right. He breaks up he was with smarter her. Than her. Right. He breaks up with her because he's like, I want to be a senator and I have to like think about these things and who I'm dating and who I marry and my image and all of that. And it can't be. Elle Woods was not good enough. She wasn't good enough. So she has something to prove. Okay. And so she gets into law school and it's one of those things where being vain and having that vanity work to her advantage Mm -hmm. It shouldn't have, but she was literally solving problems and cases based on fashion. It's an unlikely hero story. You know how that goes. You're like, that girl couldn't be the hero. <gasps> yes, she can. Yes, she can. It turns she out is. we like her so much more than the man that left her to begin with. Exactly. <sighs> so she started with something to prove and then realized, you know what? I, I am good I enough. Am and I can do this. She wins her case as a law student. It helps. To, to have everyday people involved in your shit. Because stuff like that breaks cases wide open in real life, wide too. Wide open. It really does. Okay. Um, so, yeah, shout out to Elle Woods. That is a classic Legally Blonde, a time. So, before we go, let's do a quick one gotta go with these hits. For sure. Let's do it. Family Affair. Be without you. No more drama. Take me as I am. Where do you stand on that? Who's gone? Who's gone? Um, we know those first two just absolutely can go nowhere. Like, that would just be disrespectful if anybody tried that. Um, so, it might have to be Take Me As I Am. Oh, wow. But now, but you letting Take Me As I Am go, we have nothing at all. Um <laughs> Um, for me, this is actually kind of hard. Actually, I want to say, I want to say, what you say, Zuri? What's your answer? Be without you is going for me. <gasps> yeah, it's really sad. You know, it's crazy. Like, okay, so, <laughs> be without you is was my father's breakup song. I'm sure of it. I stayed, I stayed with him whenever they split up, um, and he had that thing on. <laughs> I'm not lying. My my father is a huge Mary J. Blige stan. Like he's he's a stan. Like he always has been. But whenever um whatever the breakthrough came out, it was a uh, an emotional period for my father. Yeah. So my father had that thing on repeat, and he would take me to school in the morning, and that song was always on. So I, I got my a man was inundated. going through it, huh? He was, he That's was, a deep dark memory in your my, brain. My, my dad's was "Be Without You," and my mom's was "Resentment." I remember those songs. Ayo. Yeah, it was a rough one. 
It's a rough one. It's a breakup for you. But I mean, I don't know if either of them listen to this show that much, but I know that they can attest to that. That's their shit. To be playing a song, I can't be without you, and you literally without the person, that's deep. Yeah, well. <laughs> and on that note, guys, <laughs> be well. We love you. All right. <laughs>